Okay, uh, Pastor Andy is ill this morning, unfortunately, uh, but he recorded his message yesterday, smartly. Uh, so I just want to pray for him uh, beforehand. There's a lot of peop- sick people. This little virus is going around town, and I think that we should just pray it out, right? All right, so why don't you, uh, yeah, you're doing the offering. I'll just pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your healing hand. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for uh, your faithfulness. God, I pray that you would uh, just anoint Pastor Andy this morning with healing um, and his family as well and uh, all the other people who are uh, ill right now. There's people in our congregation who have COVID, this gastro thing, uh, minor aches and pains too. with this damp weather. God, we know you can heal it all. And we thank you in Jesus' name uh, for your goodness to your people. Amen. Amen. All right. There should be a little short video that we can cue up now. Oh, come, long ye faithful. Oh, come, long ye Come on, where are your hearts, men? We can't give up. What's the use? They think we're crazy. Yes, I see it, but it doesn't negate what we know and what we've seen. Maybe we didn't see what we thought we saw. Leo's right. The more that we talk about it, more people ask questions. It sounds unbelievable, even as words come out of our own mouths. So let me get this straight. What we experienced on that hill was just a mistake, an apparition, huh? Nonsense. What we saw was a fulfilled prophecy right under our noses, men. It would take more faith to imagine that we were all suffering from sleep deprivation or we all ate of the same bad pot of stew than to just believe. We know what we've seen. We know what we've heard. God came near, men. Do not be afraid. That's what the angel said. That's what the bright light said. You know it. You can't forget about it. Do not be afraid. That's the story that we've been saying over and over for days. There has been weeks. If you put us in four different rooms and you interrogate us, we all have the same story. An interrogation is exactly what's going to happen to us if Herod gets wind of this. Herod has killed for lesser things. Y'all remember when we ran to the barn? When we ran to that barn and we saw the baby? The Messiah, the story that we've been hearing about since we were children, the story that our great-great-grandparents passed down to us, didn't we know? When we saw that baby, didn't we catch an inkling of what, of what our mission was supposed to be? We are not just mere sheep herders. We get to tell the story, gentlemen to repeat that a savior, that the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. The joyous announcement that is for everyone. Glory 
to God in heaven and peace on earth to all who believe. I believe. I cannot help but believe. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Well, it is uh, Advent, and this series is talking all about the coming of Jesus. And it is such a great honor uh, to be here. The reason that I'm uh, preaching on video, um, as opposed to being live in person uh, with you this morning, is because our whole family has been sick, myself included, and I don't want to get anyone else sick. So we're just being careful, but we're being faithful that God is going to bring us through and God is going to give us the strength that we need uh, to get through this sickness. Many of you this morning uh, know people who are sick. Many of you th this morning know people uh, who just need a touch from the Lord. Let me remind you real quick that He is faithful. He is faithful and you can put your trust in Him. He is watching over you. And He loves you and He sees your every move. And whether you believe in Him or not, we can put our faith in Him. Our scripture this morning comes from Isaiah. It says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, He humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, He will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And you have, en you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing plunder. As for the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For us, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, 
of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you have come. Lord, that we celebrate you. God, that we can have faith in you, that we can trust in you, the creator of everything we see, the one who put the sun, moon, and stars in the sky, who knows our thoughts, who knows our aches, and knows our darkness, and is the light that we need, the light that we desire, the light that is the longing in all of our souls. Lord, you fulfill that. And so, Lord, we give you praise this morning. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, sometimes I get on YouTube and I go through these uh, weird, like, doom-scrolling things. And it's essentially where you, you watch one video and that leads to another and that leads to another. I ended up on this uh, cave discovery YouTube channel, and they show videos of people doing cave dives and uh, going in areas that maybe no one's gone before, and I don't know about you, I hate tight spaces, okay? I panic, all right? I was in a haunted house once, and I was trying to be a good boyfriend to the girlfriend that I had at the time. She was hiding behind me, and we were in such a tight space, and it was dark, and some guy jumped out, and I instinctively threw my elbow back. And you could only imagine the heartbreak I had later when she broke up with me. That's besides the point, though. Just a funny story. But these people are cave diving, and they're, clash, you know, they're in very claustrophobic spaces. And one of these videos, one of the guys got stuck. He got stuck, and his, he was in a hole like this, and his feet were, like, hanging up here. Okay, I don't, just a trigger warning, maybe. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry. They sent person after person to, to come save this guy. Why? Because he couldn't save himself. And this is the conundrum that the Israelites had. They would, sure, they would praise God, and they would go find their own thing. They got too busy waiting for God. So they would try to figure it out themselves. They would lose hope, and they would lose faith. But little did they know, God was devising a plan. His plan was to send Jesus, who would reign over all. Jesus was the Messiah. They were stuck, and they needed someone to go in and be a light and save them. Christmas time is where we celebrate Jesus, but it's also a time where many begin to look for meaning in their lives. And I don't know about you, but I find it difficult to find meaning aside from the person of Jesus. Now, if, if we were all pri some primordial soup that formed over millions and millions of years, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me, but even if that were true, we would still have no ultimate meaning in this life. To find ultimate meaning, we must look to a creator. We must look to God. And in a time of darkness, he sends his light and says, it's Jesus. The light is Jesus. He's right in front of you. 
Hey, hello. It's Jesus. I'm calling you. And so as we spend time thinking about what's been going on this past year, let me encourage you. Place your faith in Christ. There is no greater love, there is no greater grace, no greater mercy that you could ever receive from anyone or anything aside from Christ. He's been with you in the heartbreak. He's been with you in the grieving. And He is good. We've all experienced darkness in in areas of our life. We see worldly darkness through Israel and Palestine. We see uh, through uh, Ukraine and Russia, through through trafficking and and poverty and, and greed. There's relational and familial darkness. We've got broken families, uh, broken relationships. We have uh, keyboard warriors going on Facebook trying to tear each other down. We've got people holding unforgiveness and holding grudges, watching loved ones go through health crises, the losses of jobs. And we've got personal darkness. We've got insecurities. We've got doubt. We've got lack of passion for the things of God. We've got depression. We've got lack of direction in life. We've got pain. We've got faith crisis. We've got drug addictions. We've got apathy. We've got lust and the like. All sorts of things in this life that will put us in positions of darkness. I can only imagine how dark the hearts were of those people waiting to be saved. They're moments away from an Assyrian attack. And Isaiah gives this message to say, Unto us a son is born. For those in darkness, you have seen the light. You have seen the light. Again, Isaiah 9.2 says, But the people in darkness have seen a great light. There is hope. Isaiah is saying, You can believe again. Just like your fathers and their fathers before them. You don't need to live in darkness because there is a light. Put your faith in the child who is to come. Jesus. Not gifts. Not new TVs. Not deals on Boxing Day. Though those can be great things. They are not the light that your soul needs. They are not the light that your heart needs. They are are not going to give you long-lasting, eternal comfort. But Jesus is the light of the world. And we can put our faith in Him. Reality is, faith is hard. Again, imagine what the Israelites were thinking. What is happening? Where is this God? They lived in a very much similar circumstances back then. It's a world of darkness. It was a world of scarcity. It was a world of pain. It's a world of not knowing. It's a world of anger and hatred for one another. It's a world of um, kingdom dominations. It's a world of wars and battles. Things haven't changed. But 
But Pastor Andy, it feels like I'm spending my whole life just waiting for Jesus. Why hasn't he shown up? Listen, waiting and faith go hand in hand. God is saying to you this morning, I have got you. I am faithful to keep my promises. I am your provider. I am your healer. I want to move in your life. King Ahaz is fighting the Babylonians, the the Assyrians, and and he doesn't listen to God. And so um, we have another king that comes in and he listens to God and and Assyrians and then then he goes away and and then there was much death and and brokenness. But God revealed his plan that in in this region shall be born the Messiah to save them. From here, a Messiah will be born. And this is confirmed in Matthew 4, 12 to 17. It says this, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. Uh, Those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. First Peter 1, 10-12 gives us an idea of what the prophets were thinking when they gave these messages. It says, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, that is, Christians, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, Christians, and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, Things into which angels long to look. Israelites are told of their coming Messiah. And now they wait. And if you know the history, hundreds of years pass. And they don't see this Messiah. When is it going to happen? Will it happen in my time? With typical uh, Hebrew parallelism, Uh, The prophet described the effect of the Messiah on his northern part of Israel. The people were in darkness and in the shadow of death. Then they saw a great light and light dawned on them. Matthew applied, going back to a verse of Matthew, this passage to Jesus, who began preaching and healing ministry in the region that they were, in the region that Isaiah was prophesying to. The northern kingdoms, who were first to suffer from Assyrian invasions, would be the first to see the light of the Messiah as referenced in Matthew 4, 13 to 17. But this land would come, but from this land would come the Messiah, the first advent, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 
God remains faithful to fulfill His promises, but in the meantime, His longing is to have your longing, is to captivate your heart, is to remind you that He is with you at all times, is to have uh, your heart so attuned to the person of Jesus that you wouldn't fall away like the Israelites, that you wouldn't pass by the, the works of God in this land that we live in, this broken world that we live in. He's saying, I've given you all you need to have faith. I've given you all you need to walk this life and build my kingdom. Waiting is difficult. When we're expecting God to move, waiting is difficult. Waiting for a new job to come. Waiting for loved ones and those who have walked away to come back to God. Maybe it's as simple as waiting for your coffee at Tim Hortons. Or waiting for this sermon to end so you can go and eat. Thankfully, I only have a limited amount of space on the SD cards, so some of you uh, say amen. <laughs> the thing that makes a difference in our waiting is where we place our faith. It's too easy to try and take control when God doesn't move in our timing. And this is the conundrum that we have faced as humans, thousands of years is we have moments where we go to God and He does stuff and He moves in us. And then we do our own thing and we have to continue the cycle. And He's saying, I've given you Jesus. I've given you the light that you need to free you from the darkness. Look to Him. Tozer says this, The man who would truly know God must give time to Him. Perhaps Tozer was saying you must give him time in your day. But even deeper than that, if we are going to understand that God is working, you need to give him time to work. It's not just about giving him segments of your day. It's about having faith that he is who he says he is. And say, Lord, not my time, but yours. Help me to understand your timing. And while I wait... Increase my faith to know that you are at work. God's timing is not our own. He brings peace in his time. He brings comfort in his time. He brings healing in his time. But take comfort in the fact that he is faithful to fulfill his promises and so we can have faith in him. And for us, we get the blessing of uh, having the first advent in the past. But there's another one coming and it is Christ coming back again. And that we can hope in. I want to end with this idea is that because faithfulness is a part of who he is, we can have faith in him. He's faithful to us. So let's be faithful to him. In the advent of Christ, we see a glorious promise fulfilled that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. Freedom from darkness, no more fighting, no more warring. Our sufficiency in this life is found in the baby in the manger. This Christmas, let's decide to place all of our faith in Jesus. He is our mighty God. He is our counselor and he is our sufficiency. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We glorify the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I pray, God, for those who are in darkness right now, Lord, for those who are in a dark spot, for those who are feeling the tension of the world around them, Lord, may you increase their faith to know, Lord, that you are moving. There is freedom from this darkness that they've been living in. There is freedom from the pain. There is freedom from the lacking. There is freedom from the temptations and the struggles and the addictions. May we see the baby in the manger and the second we see it, may we recognize that there is a God who is alive and active and moving in our midst. So Jesus, we glorify you this morning. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.